This episode of Powered by Women is brought to you in part by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemale.com. You've heard of steam-powered, horse-powered, and gas-powered rev your engines. And then there's solar-powered, man-powered, and the old electric. But get this even though Dennis is directing this. This show is solely lunar. Hello, welcome to Powered by Women. My name is Diane Call. I am your host of this show. And as you can see, I'm in a different location. I am in the home of our guest today, the home of my dear friend, Kathy Rice. And um, I just cannot wait for you to meet her as we have a conversation together. And so I'm gonna keep my opening remarks very, very brief. And, you know, I, I had the opportunity, I watched all of the episodes we've done so far. And the one thing I have noticed about all of the guests is the, the, the power and the positive impact that comes from listening to that, what some would call that still small voice within, listening to the internal voice versus the external voice. And, uh, or as my guest calls it, her muse. And just how many wonderful things can unfold if if we listen. And uh, so, going to do an introduction here. And if you want to add anything while I'm introducing you, just you just chime in or correct me. <laughs> Kathy Rice is a retired English teacher. She for decades taught high school, college, English literature. Uh, I know, having known Kathy for a very long time, just how passionate she was with teaching her students. And she not only imparted lots of knowledge and humor in her students, she also, and I just learned about this yesterday, she instilled uh, being of service to others. And what I learned yesterday when we were talking on the phone is she got her students involved with Habitat for Humanity and together, with Kathy at the helm, they raised $250,000, built 11 homes. That's that's quite quite inspiring. And, you know, I have no doubt that some of those students that were lucky enough to be a part of that experience with Kathy, I have no doubt that some have carried that service mentality in the heart uh, moving forward in their lives. She's done a lot of missionary work in Honduras over the years. And having known Kathy for what, I've been, not quite 20 years, but quite a long time. When did you move in? 07, 07. Yeah, 14 years. Mm -hmm. I can do math. <laughs> I'm glad I can. Uh, you know, one thing I've learned about Kathy is, you know, she's always learning. She's always doing something. It's like, you know, the learning never ends. The creativity never ends. Transformation never never ends, and the thing I admire about her the most is how she regards motherhood 
and the the sacredness and the moral obligation of raising four incredible human beings. Welcome, Kathy Rice. Hi. <laughs> We're so used to talking without cameras, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another visit and lights and you know all the all that good stuff. And I'm just so glad that you're here and. You have been on my list, and I really wanted you for episode six. Well, thank you. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed with all your electronics and all of it. Yeah. All of it, yeah. Because when she did her dissertation, mm -hmm. I was... Yes. Wait a minute. What was I? I was uh, participating participating entity. I was the participating entity for her dissertation, and that's the only reason she's a PhD now. Yeah, <laughs> because of you. It is. It is. I just have to take take all my credit right now. Yeah, yeah as you should. As you should. And there's so much credit to be taken. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. That, I, boy, Kathy was such a big help with you know her proofreading and just well, doing yeah. so much stuff. <laughs> Oh, so let, let's start just to, to fill the audience in on your life, the life you've led thus far. You know, Which even going to far, <laughs> quite far, <laughs> but not not far enough. Still, yeah, so yeah, much still more going, to go. Still going. Yeah. So with, with childhood, not not dealt the best hand in the beginning. No, but. Um, I was the only child of two alcoholics, and um, it, there it is what it is. But what I was grateful for is they always had me in good. I was always in a good school, always in a good school. I went to parochial school for grade school, private girls school for high school and college. Um, worked my way through all of that, but I um, I credit. Nobody's allowed to badmouth a nun around me. That's it. They, they, mm. they, um, they helped a lot. They mm. really did. Yeah. So, and they were fun too. The best part was I went back and taught with the nuns who taught me. I found out they're pretty funny. <laughs> In what way? And I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just they would just joke around and you know and some of them had the lot you know a wry sense of humor it was just really fun although they still always treated me like one of the kids in times did that yeah 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 but they came looking for me they they came and found me and said you need to come teach with us now okay thank you and what, so what did you learn from from them at that time in in terms of what did I you mean teaching or going to school there? Uh, I would say teaching or just even as a person, you know that that personal growth. Um, well, okay, so I was teaching in a, a girls all girls Catholic high school. Out of an eight period day, I taught seven, yeah. and every day, I had every day after school I had an extracurricular activity to do. Plus I coached the debate team, which was me and I was driving kids all over the city of St. Louis doing that. And I brought home $350 a month. <laughs> <laughs> which was quite a bit back in the day, I would imagine. Well, I had no time to spend it anyway. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. doing all that stuff. Yeah. 
It yeah. was, but I loved every minute of it. I loved every minute of it. So that was fun. But I was 20 years old and teaching seniors and I would have to go in the hall and laugh, laugh and then come back in with this face. Yeah. You know, you know, so <laughs> there was that. And knowing you and your sense of humor, that had to have been hard to do to not mm -hmm. smile. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, the, the, the strong face, the stern face. Yeah, yeah. And that really, I mean, I, I can understand, I think, even more that, you know, with your parents, even though, you know, it was a very difficult way to start, you know, mm -hmm. um, that it, it just sounds like they instilled that education piece in you. They did. Of education. And I was thinking about when I went to school there, you know, in my student days, um, I joined everything after school you could join because yeah. why would I want to go home? You know, and so yeah. it was just, it was just so fun. And then I realized I would like it better if I ran all those things to mm -hmm. be in charge, to be the boss of everything, you know? So, <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I attribute my, my high school with those nuns, the school sisters of Notre Dame, and I would give mm -hmm. them, they were, they were the best. Yeah. Did, did you, did you have any challenges, you know, because I really do think and believe you are a natural leader, you know, but in those early stages, did you have any challenges as a woman, anything along those lines? In, in high school or um, as you were like, ah, I want to, I want to lead these things. I, I, I never, I never thought about it. I never thought about it. You know, one year I tried out, I tried out for cheerleading and the, the team. And um, I made bows, and so I went with the team, but I wrote all the cheers. <laughs> okay. Do you, I mean, do you remember? it was a mess. No. No. Firecracker, firecracker. Yeah, Boom. something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What a mess. Oh. Well. <laughs> well, you know, with I, I do want to explore motherhood and, you know, your your passion and your commitment for that. And, you know, you, when we were talking on the phone yesterday, Kathy, you were saying, you know, as an only child, here I was, four children. And, you know, just what, what's your, what? Um, I, I, well, I never held a baby till I held my first child. Wow. And um, in the hospital, it's like, they bring them to me to get them dressed to take, what do I do here, you know? And yeah. so it was really, God love him that he made it through. But um, I just knew at the beginning who I was, was not my mom. So I, that was always the model or the unmodel or whatever. Yeah. But um, with all of them, all four on purpose, you know, just wanted, I, I just, I can't describe it. It was just such a wonderful blessing to to grow and learn with them and mm. to be and fun. It's all life has got to be all about fun, and it was fun. I was known to go in and bump the bed if they were napping too long. Mm -hmm. Get up and play. Come on, <laughs> you know. I mean, and and it was just fun. And I told Diane this yesterday. 
as a teacher, it's a, it's possible to make anything a learning experience, you know. Do you, when they're little, you want the red cup or the blue one? We had plastic measuring cups. How much do you want a half, a quarter? You yeah. know, everything can, you know, they could all read the alphabet out of context at one. If you know an apple or an orange, wow. you know an A from a B. That's just yeah. what I did, you know, and so on. Yeah. And I told Diane this yesterday that I felt that someday I'm going to stand in front of God and he's going to say, I sent you four people. What'd you do with them? And I wanted to be, be able to say I sent four good people out into the world. And I did. Yes. You know, they're a little crazy. But, but that's a good thing. But they're good people out there. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I just love your family. I, I really do. And I love all the stories that you all tell together. <laughs> They're such funny. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. the, the Joan of Arc story. You want to hear that yeah. one? Okay. <laughs> I think everybody needs to hear. <laughs> so you mentioned to any of my kids Joan of Arc and they all just crack up. And um, it started out when I just had the three kids. And we lived in Fort Lauderdale, and I was reading them what they call chapter books. You know, we worked our way through all these chapters, the normal chapter books. Mm -hmm. And one time at some kind of sale, I found a biography of Joan of Arc. And I thought, well, that would be a really cool story for them to read. So mm -hmm. every night they'd come out in their little munchkin pajamas, sit on the couch with their feet to like this off the end. And we'd read about Joan. And I was all about a teacher. So we need to know things. So we had the map of France and we, I had to define certain words and we looked at things. I mean, incredibly prepared for this story. A strong woman. Except for one thing. So they came out and we sit on the thing and let's see what happens with Joan tonight. And um, so they're sitting there and I'm reading and they burned her at the stake and she died. Okay, go brush your teeth and go to bed. That was the one thing I neglected to prepare them for. And there were these three, three with the little feet. horror little faces looking at me like, okay, bedtime. Right. <laughs> so, okay, maybe I wasn't perfect. What can I say? That's a big oops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. Strong, powerful woman. And she died. And she died. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the Too first fun. time I heard that story, and and still I just the, the little the little feet the the little little kid feet just all lined up, and mm -hmm. and then the blind side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just that th that story just just shows such investment and other stories too. You all have tons of them, and just how engaged you were and emotionally present for your children, mentally present for your children. Well, I tried. I tried. And I thought I was really on top of them and blah, blah, blah. And when the four of them get together and start reminiscing, uh -huh. I hear a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. <laughs> okay. So they were really good about covering for each other. Go ahead. Go to bed. I got this one. They would say, <laughs> you know, and even with that, it really does show how you instill the the the, the camaraderie. Because yeah, I mean, oh, sometimes yeah. siblings will rat on each other or you know not talk with one another. And oh well, they could do that covering. behind the sign. It's a you know, but, but <laughs> being an only child, I didn't understand why they never told me when one was being mean to the other. 
But what I learned is fear of siblings far outweighs fear of mother. Oh. You know, it's like, why didn't you? Because no. Amy would, yeah, Amy would threaten Mindy. Mindy, would, it all rolls downhill, you know. Uh -huh. And and anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, it's just, I'm sure the audience is there listening. Just they, they hear the joy. They hear the humor. They hear the, the, the brightness. Yeah. it would, That it, is you. Life is Things have to be all about fun. Mm -hmm. All about fun. If you're not having fun, I mean, you can have fun folding the laundry for God's sakes. You know, it's just whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it's, it's a good uh, principle to live by. And I don't think I had any more fun than I had in the classroom. Yeah. That, that was fun. And I used to tell my students that, hey, I'm here to have fun too. <laughs> you know, if I'm not having fun, what kind of fun are you going to have? Right. You know, so um, and, and we we did have a good time. I'll tell you one little story. Yeah. I'm from St. Louis. And one year the Cardinals were playing the Braves in the World Series here in Georgia. OK. Mm -hmm. And so every day I'm coming in in my red shirt and whatever, my Cardinal stuff. Well, it seems that the Cardinals lost in four straight games. And I walked into the classroom and they all had brooms. And we're sweeping the floor. <laughs> and I you brighten people. Y'all get Fs, you know. But anyway. But they knew they could do that and that you would get the job. Oh, yeah. You I have to that. laugh at that. You gotta, you know, that's creative. That's funny. Why not? Yeah. You know, when I was taking uh, stand-up comedy classes, and I, I still think, I still think you, you would be an amazing stand-up comic. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Just because, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and your writings and just your everyday kind yeah. of thoughts, yeah. you know, they're just fun. They're just fun. Um, and your missionary work—that was that was a number of years that you did. And mm -hmm. you know, the, the other thing I actually failed to say in the introduction is how the theme of being of service really does run through your life. Yeah, well, when I went back as part of the staff down down in Honduras, um, again, that was probably one of my favorite things. Okay, so so I would get up early in the morning, we'd make the tortillas, you know, mm -hmm. and all that. And then they were building a house for the, um, I can't think of his name, the supervisor of whatever, the banana part, the banana plantation part of the ranch. And... Um, we were so we had built the outside of the house, but it was time to do the walls. And you do everything with mud, but you use different kind of mud for different parts of the house. So we were the wife and I. She spoke no English, but we were in charge of making the walls. But you can't make this mud and stick it up there because it just stays on your hand. So you have to stand back and throw it. <laughs> And we developed our That's under fun. the leg or over the shoulder. We had all our ways to just sling that mud and make those walls. <laughs> and what was the best the best way, you know? Oh, just to just, just fire it at the wall. But you know, you have to mess, you know, create something. But again, <laughs> with no language between us, we figured that out and we a made little, those walls. Yeah, a literal mud pie in a way. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. <laughs> and then that. once we had armed guards. Hmm. You had to have armed guards. And I attacked ours with a water gun 
<laughs> and then from then on, every time I walk by, they're clicked their heels. <laughs> you know, so anyway. I love the fearlessness. <laughs> yeah. Well, that called me the loca gringa. You know, she's crazy. She'll do anything. You know, <laughs> just play along, mm -hmm, right? <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. What What from that have you have you carried with you? You know, the, the, these wonderful, rich stories and and fun stories. Had there been other takeaways from from that time that you still just oh carry with you? When I came back, because there was a clinic on the ranch and. Um, women would come in with their important papers with these babies dying with malaria and all their important papers in a little green plastic bag. And to, you know, I watched one of these armed guard guys absolutely felled by, um, by malaria and all that. And when I came back and I'll tell you another story, but mm -hmm. when I came back, and my kids picked me up at the airport and they took me to someplace for happy hour and the noise and the people with the, the women with the expensive purses. It was just like, whatever. Yeah, it, it was, it was. So I remember that. I remember wow, that. Such a contrast. Yeah. Wow. But then it, I'll tell you one of my favorite stories. So every, when we didn't have a church group there, then the ranch people, there was one group of men, the hombres would be in the hammocks playing card and play, playing guitars and singing and something else. But there was always a small group that went over and played cards using a cardboard box as a table. Mm -hmm. And so one time I said, because I love to play cards, and I asked the one guy, I said, can I play cards? This is like Spanish. And he says, you're a woman. And I said, well, I know that. Can I play cards? And he said no. And so I went over and just sat there. They let me sit there and watched how they played. I figured out the game. I didn't know the strategy, but I kind of figured out what they did. Their deck of cards had to be four inches high because it had been used so much. Mm -hmm. And so the next night I came out and I broke the seal on a brand new box of bicycles. <laughs> I was a goddess. I was a goddess. And they used those cards. Every night they'd say, are you playing cards tonight? And I'd really? say, yeah. And so then the guy, the one guy who took me, because we were nine hours from the airport, I I put that deck of cards in his shirt pocket when we left. Mm. You know, wow. and so, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was winning. <laughs> I was winning and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And really? they would throw those cards down and they'd be so mad. And I'd be like, I don't I love care. That. I love that. <laughs> But that's just that's just how you are, you know. It's just kind of like transcending language, transcending, you Living know, in not my even own knowing the crazy world. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, you have you have good mojo, really good mojo. I did want to go back and tell one thing about the habitat. Yes, yes. How I stumbled into that, but that um, I I had a really long commute to school. And as a result, I, I dropped out of doing any service projects. And so it bothered me, but I didn't want to have to get in my car and go anywhere to do it. So I was talking to this one friend of mine who was assistant principal, and she said she had just gotten the information in the mail about starting a Habitat chapter on, in that school. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. 
So we, you know, and, then, and it was a huge deal to do the, the cause I, to get the volunteers for each week, to get the, the breakfast, to get the water, to get the whatever, whatever. And we did it, but to raise the money, one of the times we were going to a grocery store that was, we were, you know, you, where you sell the hot hamburger and hot dogs and all that. Mm -hmm. So they bring the grill out to me and it doesn't have any knobs. And I'm like, what are we supposed to do? Oh, we got to go get the screw, the, the pliers for you to do that. And I said, oh, forget that. And I just told the kids, go over the doors and beg. And they would beg and people, it wasn't like we wanted uniforms or to go to camp. But there were people, much as said the Habitat word, I had people go in and get money and bring it out mm. to us. And that mm -hmm. that was uh, um, every Saturday we'd be building, we'd be building, and we were always plumb. <laughs> we were always plumb. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> exactly. And it's not an easy thing. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it's like the the word no. Just if somebody's saying no, you're like, uh. -uh. That, that, that's what I'm, I'm just getting, listening to your stories and, you know, it's sort of like, okay, out of my way. Is it going to do this But anyway? I don't think, you just do what you, you know, it's like, okay, we can't cook hamburgers, so just go stand in the room with your thing and bake. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Make it up as you go along. That's what you have to do. And then mission accomplished, you know, and just being resourceful with what, mm -hmm. with what you have. Mm -hmm. We wrote grants. Yeah. You know? And all that money that was raised and you know again i'm just your story about the contrast of the, the women you know with the jewelry and the purses and you know maybe complaining about that they have a hangnail on their thumb versus the women that you saw in honduras that were truly and three strong. generations of women together and where were the men no no the women had to wear skirts because they had to be modest, but, and I watched a young girl when, when I was there two years before who was a kid and two years later where she was in, you know, puberty. And I watched those ranch men watching her mm. looking for if she's ready yet. And mm. so that, that whole macho, mm, mm. you know, to see it firsthand like that. Yeah. yeah. Three, three generations of women living together and where are the men? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They can do what they want and the women pay. That's, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good that they had each other. Thank mm -hmm. goodness. Mm -hmm. And that, that the, the priorities were. Well, clear, and it's, it's the culture and you can't fight it. We try. Yeah. You, you can't, you know, we would go around and talk to the, you don't have to put, yes, we do. <laughs> You know, yes, we do have to put up with this. Mm -hmm. So how how difficult was that? Knowing you as I know you. Well, you know, it just. First of all, I had the language issue. You know, it was very difficult because they, they spoke Spanish and my Spanish absolutely sucks. You know, so there was that, you know, and I think most of the time I just watched in awe of and that's the wrong word shock mm -hmm. of what i was seeing and you can't fight that i'm there for four months what can i do they know i'm going to go home to america and blah 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 mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you know and they have to stay there and live like that because that's the way they live that's the way it's done how hard was that to you leave? have to educate women 
Oh, I wanted to go back permanently, but um, Honduras Outreach wouldn't let me because they wanted all positions of important positions filled by Hondurans try to get it turned over to them. I see. I see. So anyway, I yeah. tried. Yeah. Yes, you did. And then some, you know, um, I, I want to touch upon spirituality because I know that's a very important part of your life. And, you know, it, it really seems like it has transformed over the years. And I'm wondering if you can speak to that part of it because I, I find it quite inspiring. Um, I believe you go where you're served, what serves you spiritually. Mm. And I was raised Catholic. And I told you that, you know, the nuns are mm. the nuns. And so, yeah. and I went to all women Catholic college. Um, I taught in Catholic schools to Catholic where I went and then up in Illinois I taught at an all-girl Catholic high school. I believe that when I was teaching on the college level I arranged my schedule that I could go to nine o'clock mass every day. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just a little bit Catholic. Mm -hmm. And um and because of things that happened in my life and whatever um I started to question some of, of the the laws, the rules, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who wanted to go to this different church, a unity church. And she didn't want to go by herself. And so I said, okay, I'll go with you. Whereas, you know, so the first time I go, I'm sitting there thinking, so when's communion, you know? Okay, well, all right. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I left feeling really joyful. And so, um, then I thought, well, then I would go Catholic one week and unity the other. And then I would find out I missed something really cool at unity. So then I would go to nine o'clock mass. No, nine o'clock unity in noon mass. <laughs> the contrast. And this is nothing against people who stay Catholic. Where you served, what speaks to you. And mm -hmm. I went and it, I was all joyful coming from the one church. And I went to the other one and I heard sin and obligation. And I threw my tithing check-in and never went back. It was time to move on. But I remained good friends with some of the priests from there who totally supported me. Okay, go where go where it talk, you know, and yeah. that's what I love about it. Go with what's, not everything works for everybody. Yes. Yeah. And where you are, you know, and so if true. I would go to the church I go to now and I realize, you know, this isn't serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, then whatever. But yeah. it, Every week I hear what I need to hear. You do. So, yeah. It's like, did you write this for me? This is, this is for me, you know? So, it's such good confirmation and validation yeah. that you are at the right place at the right time. Right. And, yeah. and, and I like the fact that you don't, if you don't do this church, you're going to hell. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that doesn't enter into it, you know? So, right, right. I, I, I'm, yeah. yeah, makes me happy, makes me happy. But it's not like there's not a fist in your back, you know, because he says, he says, if if what you heard here today stays in this room, we haven't done our job. You take it out there. And that's, that's whatever. Yeah. Then the other thing I wanted to tell you is yeah. that I have voices in the back of my yes. head tell me things. She likes yes. this story. And so one time I was, and this is when I was still Catholic, and the priest would open up the church, let me go sit in there because I was struggling with stuff. 
in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying there. And I'm thinking, what do I do? I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? And the voice in back, back of my head, just as clearly as anything, said, do what's in front of your face. And that's what, that's it, you know, the power right in front. Of, okay, there it is, laundry. I'll do that now. Okay, this kid needs to be taught. Okay, uh, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, the power of now. Exactly. Yeah. What's in front of your face? I said, sometimes it needs to be a billboard for me to get it, but. I, I can relate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, several so, billboards and a big bell just going. Yeah, yeah, with the arrow here, pay attention to this, yeah. Yeah, but you do, you, you you listen to that voice. And, you know, I think we all can relate because we've heard that voice. Sometimes we pay attention to it, sometimes we don't. And, you know, it's it's just, I think when we do, and then just to see it unfold in some way, it's so beautiful. It is, it, you, know? you know, and if, I, if you get out of the way, yeah. if you get out of the way and allow, it is absolutely amazing what happens. Blows my mind. This house, whatever you know, yeah. just get yeah. out of the way and let it happen. <laughs> now, I, I you know life's that, easy that way. Yeah. Over the pandemic, that's what I learned. It took me, you know, many decades to finally go. Oh, I just need to get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, okay, what what's happening today? All right, fine. Thank you. Yes, I know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the gratitude. Yes. Oh gosh, definitely. And that that's actually, you know what? That was a perfect word to use to transition to the next <laughs> the next topic happy fish i really want the audience to know the story of happy fish because because of a little goldfish because kathy followed her muse that's why we, we're sitting here seriously that's why there is powered by women there is a, a long trail to it but it all started with the goldfish yes and kathy Okay, I, I own a 120-year-old house, and I rent it out. And I had these really, really horrible tenants that did a lot of damage and left owing money and blah, blah, blah. And in the back, there's a, a deck and then a carport underneath. And so we went up there one Saturday to clean out under the deck. And, the, you know, there was trash, just everything. And there were some pots underneath there. And in one of the pots, and this house had been vacant for six weeks, eight weeks, I don't know. And it was getting cold. And in one of those pots was a little bit of water and this goldfish swimming around. And I thought, holy cow, you know, I'm going to take this fish home. And we thought, well, it'll live two minutes or whatever. We put that fish in a bowl who had been living in a pot. All he did was just swim around and look. He was just looking and we, we called him the, the happy fish. He was yes. just so happy. And I thought he, you know, he'd die. You know, this would be such a shock. He'd die. We were neighbors at the time. Yeah. 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 And she would come up. She has a picture of this fish in her phone. Happy I fish. I do. Yeah. Because happy fish would come up to you. If, if I remember. He, some, yeah. yeah he'd, he'd, he'd look at you. Kisses. The, yeah. <laughs> he was great. Well, okay. So, so then he had a couple, he was such a survivor. He had um, one fin. We had yeah. lost. Yeah, he got something on one fin. So he was swimming around like Nemo, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, yeah. but he survived that. He had a little tilt on him, but, you know, he, he survived and he grew his little fin back eventually. We got medicine for to grow his fin back. And then a few years later, because we had him in a glass bowl, his tail started to curl, you know, curve up. 
and we took them, we talked to the, you know, the people at the fish place and they said, well, you got to have that fish in a bowl. Of course he's going to curl up. So then we went out and we got a three gallon tank and it kept growing. So then we got a five gallon tank. It was like, well, yeah, yeah. So he's he's getting bigger and bigger. And he lived, what is nine years? A long time. Oh, my God. Everybody loved Happy Fish. And I was taking a writing class, and they said, well, write about one of your favorite pets. Well, I had a dog for 16 years. You can't do that in 30 minutes. So I thought, I'll write about this fish. Well, they're going around the room sharing about who you wrote about. And I said, well, I'm writing about my goldfish and they're going, Oh, that's thrilling. You know, but then I told, I read the story and they're like, Oh, that's really, (laughs) and you know, we were all rooting for happy fish because you know, he was a survivor and this tiny little fish. And the, the part of the story that just always just tickles my funny bone was when again, we were living across (laughs) the street and you sent me a text saying, I think Happy Fish is a gone. R.I.P. Happy Fish. Yeah. Because he was on the bottom, not moving. I was devastated, absolutely devastated. And I had not written a song in years. And I thought, that goldfish has to have a tribute song. So I picked up my guitar and I wrote a song about Happy Fish, being a fish of a fish. Happy Fish, you're so groovy. And uh, it was the first song I had written in years, but that started the creativity. Yeah. Of- going but then it turns out happy fish didn't yeah. die meanwhile i sent out another text <laughs> never mind he wants yeah. to eat and i was upstairs looking for the appropriate box to bury him and i come back well okay he was just resting or yeah. something i don't know <laughs> but i love the the trail of finding happy fish in the pot makes it to the home loses a fin he's still going survivor and, um, you know, I, I tell people this story that I started music again because of the goldfish, because it's true. And it's because of you following mm-hmm. that muse of, oh, goldfish, I'm going to well, take them home and see. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, I have one more question. Um, Seven. <laughs> seven I have seven more questions you were you were telling me of and it it is kind of funny all all your stories are funny you you spent how many years of your life believing you were Irish and then you 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 learn at a ripe age that you weren't and just how it really messed with your identity yeah I was born Kathleen Bailey and I my whole life I was told I was Irish and I was so incredibly proud of it went to Ireland glad I went when I felt I deserved to be there. And, you know, so, so um, my my husband had no idea what he was. So we did that DNA thing where we spit in the tube and send that off. And he got his answers first and um, 7% Irish. And I thought, well, that's decent, but I knew what I was going to be. You know, I mean, you have to understand, I have a bathroom wallpapered in shamrock wallpaper with all this stuff. I yeah. mean, St. Patrick's Day was a month. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. You yes. know, it, it wasn't <laughs> a little bit. And so anyway, so my results come not even a percent of a percent of Irish at all. 89% Great Britain. So... And I was 70 years old to find out I wasn't what I thought I was my whole life. 
And it really knocked me for a loop. Wait a minute. What am I? You know, and now it's like long may she rain, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. And then I had to tell my kids, guess what kids? You're not, no Irish in you, you know, and some of them were okay. And some of them were not. And I can't remember which is which anymore, but anyway, they can tell me. But yeah, that was it. It's it, a big it was, deal. It was a big shock. Who am I? What am I? Oh, you yeah. know. And so, um, and oh, that first St. Patrick's Day was horrible. I don't think I don't think we saw you that. No. Yeah. No yeah, corned beef. Can, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We had we had <laughs> no Guinness. No. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, boiled something. I Britain. I don't know. <laughs> Steak and kidney pie. Yeah. 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 So but, I mean that that is truly. I mean, just having known you since 2007, we, we were neighbors for a number of years. We are no longer neighbors, but we have become better friends over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Get those men out of the way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were cramping our style. You yeah, know? They, they were they were hogging the conversation, you know. But I mean, you 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 just you constantly just seem to embrace change and you're just so fearless about things and nothing just seems to get in your way. And I know, you know, we all have those moments when that's not the case, but I I mean, truly you are just such an inspiring woman. And that's why I want, want you on this show because you just, you just don't seem to be afraid of. Oh, oh, I am. And and one of the things, I don't know how much time we have left, but I want to give a little credit to Alan on, Having yes, grown okay. up with yeah. with the alcoholics, and yeah. yes, I had a lot of st- stuff to do. I had a lot of issues because of that, yeah. and I would be almost there came times where I would be paralyzed with anxiety over something, and I didn't understand what it was. I would just have to go to bed and just mm-hmm. what it was. And so when I started with Al-Anon and I'd see all these happy people and I think I, I, I can't do that. You know, my story's horrible, blah, blah, blah. And then you would hear what they're living through and you get over that. But what I, the best thing Al-Anon gave me is a name for the, that anxiety and it's mm-hmm. fear of abandonment. And I understand it. It will always be a knee jerk response about some things. But I recognize it for what it is, and you just sit your way through it because that's not the end of the story. Just mm-hmm. sit through it, and everything will be, you know, um, it is what it is. And so, yeah, and to pay so much attention to the inner voice as well that does not yeah. abandon. Yeah, know? exactly. You yeah. know, but but it's there, you know, and that, like yeah. I said, that's my knee jerk response in a lot of situations. But I just know to, to sit with it, it'll pass. Mm-hmm. So, and each time, you know, it's less and less and less. Yeah. You know, not, a, not as big a deal. It doesn't send me to bed anymore. Yeah. It does become less when we face those darker feelings. Mm-hmm. It truly, yeah. Give it a name. Give it a name, you know, then it's manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much. This went so fast. And, you know, I can see the the, the, the time. I'm like, oh, we should we go a little bit longer. Isn't she wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she lovely? <laughs> well, now that's not what I can do. 
We said singing past the generation, skipped oh. my generation, skipped me. Well, so. that, I think I have. <laughs> and you know that. I think I have heard you, mm -hmm. yes. Well, I'll just tell this one story. When my one oldest granddaughter was a little little bitty kid, I mean like two or something, and they called me Emma, and I was sit rocking her and singing her, and she put her hand on me and said, no one at Emma sing. <laughs> so there you go. But your daughter can sing beautifully. Hi. Two of them. Yeah. Oh. Two of them can sing. Oh, that's sing. right. Mindy can as well. Mm -hmm. She has raised some just amazing children, adults, human beings in, in this world. And um, you know, I'm just going to say this, that, you know, one of my favorite songs, uh, not top 10, but top five is uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Everybody is a star. I love that song because I, I truly believe that you know it's like you don't have to have all the, the the glitz and the glamour to be a star we're all stars and that's the spirit that we bring into each episode with powered by women here is another star we're all <laughs> the lead characters in our own stories in our own plays yeah yes yeah we're not the we're not the the side characters in somebody else's play that's right. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. This thank is so you. much fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love you dearly. <laughs> we got each other through the last couple of years. We did. So here we are. You know, let's just sign off together. Okay. I want to do the, 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 I was like, oh, to do how that. do we, how yeah, do, we'll we do, do that? that. <laughs> This episode of Powered by Women has been brought to you in part by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemale.com.